Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ask the Amigos. This is the show where your questions get answered. And by your questions, I mean people on the Discord. We dodge them. We dodge all the tough ones. You see, I've got this thing. It's called cat-like reflexes. Is that what that is? Yeah. I thought you had one of those things called like a nervous twitch. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what it looked like. It's sort of the same thing. Well. Okay. Probably equally as effective as your dodge. Barkbit asks... What him. game, if any, would you like to see remastered or updated? On the uh, on the Amiga? It doesn't have to be on the Amiga. It could be anywhere. Any um, Rocket Ranger comes to mind. I think there's a lot of potential in that game. There's not a whole lot of game in the original, so that's a good... Well, hey, listen, we're going to pick some that need a good tune-up. Yeah. All right? And Rocket Ranger could have been like Wings, but it wasn't. Yeah. Instead, so think, it was falling all over yourself, trying to blast I think off. Rocket Ranger could have be could be a really fun game to do an update. So I, that would be my... That's the first thing that's freezing in my head. What do you think? Sorry, man. I'm just going to bash stuff. What do you think? Um, I am all in on a Lotus 2 remake. Okay. Re- yeah, but that's a great game. No, it's not. It's a very good game that could be great with a little tweaks. Tweak number one. Mm-hmm. How about some background music? Tweak number two. How about some more tracks? There's a goodly amount of tracks in it. No, and in well, the third here, load, you can make your own. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Give me a selection of tracks at the beginning. Don't make me play through all the tracks to get the one that I want to play. Listen, that's the way. That was a game of its ear. That's the way you used to do it. That's that's what a remake what's that is. Game, what's that racing game you've been playing here recently that you love that was on Steam? Horizon Chase Turbo. You want something like that. That's what yeah. you're saying. Or what's going to be, come out on the Amstrad CPC. Oh, yeah, that looks great. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, Batman group. So, that's what... That's it. All right. Graham W. Vebke asks, What modern games do you both enjoy playing, and if applicable... Well, let's let's tackle that one. What modern games do you enjoy playing? Um, hey, I'm playing... the. Um, me and the kid play a lot of WWE 2K20. This is recently released, right? It's a combination... Mediocre wrestling game with hilarious glitch fest. So we enjoy that. We like... Watch a lot of fails. What makes the uh, what makes the two quake twenty different than the, uh, the what? Listen, man. <laughs> what makes the two K twenty different than the uh, the classic N sixty four games of yore? Um, you know the the gameplay's a lot better than the classic N sixty four games of yore. Frankly, really? yeah. Uh, Are there Mortal Kombat style like uh, combos and special moves? No, no, it's 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 similar to that. In a mo- it's a modernized version of that sort of game, but I mean, it's just got a bunch of weird issues. The balance of the game is not that great, you know. I'm trying to think of something that'd be more appropriate for that question because that game, me and Luke just get it play it for a LARP. Um, Go ahead, you pick what you're playing, and I'll think of something else. I know I'm playing some other modern stuff. So I just recently bought a Wii. Yeah. No. Uh, a switch. Yeah. That's what they call the Wii these days. And you got rid of a Wii U a while back. Oh, it was yeah, like a bad was, penny. Was, yeah. Was, yeah, it was a horrible ordeal. But um I've been playing Luigi's Mansion three. Yeah. Which is a heck of a lot of fun, yet I'm sorry to say not as good as the original. No. Oh, um and uh on the PC I've been playing some Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, on the stream sometimes. And also fired up City Skylines uh, last night. Just oh, for a yeah? Bit. And that's a game you can easily sink an evening into. Um, it's like SimCity, except you can zoom in real close and nothing gets pixely. Yeah. I uh, Speaking of pixels, I thought of another modern game I'm playing. Roblox. My kid loves Roblox. Now, okay, talk to me about Roblox, because my students also right. play it. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. 
Roblox is just sort of like engine that people use to make a bunch of other games. All right. So Roblox is not a game in and of itself. Well, it may have, may have been. I don't know. But it's sort of like the gaming engine that people use to make other games that work for everybody right out of the browser. Mm. Right? Oh, it's browser-based. That's right. And so... It's like Maple Street. We've been playing this game that Luke got me onto. And again, it's, I play with Luke. It's not like I'd play without him. But it is slightly amusing. It's called Murder Mystery 2. Mm. This is it like Five Nights at Freddy's? It's, I don't know what. I don't know that about that. So the premise of this is you pick a map... There's, you're, you're with a bunch of people, say 10, 15 people. You, these are other real people. Yeah, they're real people. You pick a map, and then you're transported to this map. Let's say it's an office building. There's there's one guy that's a murderer. There's one guy that's a cop, and everyone else are just vi innocent victims. It's like Heads Up, Seven Up. I don't know what that is either. You never played that? And so, How about Assassin? So what you do is the murderer goes running, right and first of all, you, you don't have to have your knife drawn. Do you so have you, to have your knife drawn? No, you don't. If you're the murderer, you only draw it when you're going to kill a sucker. That way no one knows who you are. But everybody's got a knife. No one's got a knife except for the murderer. Mm. And so he'll go around and try to hack a sucker when no one's looking. And his goal is to kill everyone else. The cop's goal is to kill the murderer, and everyone else's goal is to not get killed. It's a pretty simple game. What is the viewpoint in this game? Top down? Uh, no, it's it's uh, from a... Uh, you could it's scroll in all the way to the guy's site and then roll back like a third person. Okay. You know? Uh, it's all blocky and wacky, but Minecraft -like. it, it's super duper simple and fun and amusing. And then me and Luke try to trick each other when we end up being the murderer that we're not. Mm. He loves doing that. He thinks that's hilarious to kill his dad. So that's a dopey, fun, good time. But I mean, it's it's not something you'd want to play over and over. It's very interesting. We, we do. I've often wondered about Roblox. Yeah, yeah, real game. You should get on there sometime and play with us. Okay. Um, For two seconds. <laughs> Graham Vebke says, uh, oh, then this is the second part of his question. Um, do they, this, okay, we're going to, we're going to, I did not, I should have read the whole question to begin with. Sorry, Graham, we ruined your question. Rushi asks, why haven't you started an Atari show for the weeks when the Coco show is off? Um, we, how many times have we discussed doing an Atari show back at a computer show? A lot. A lot. Because uh, we both are passionate about our Atari 8 bit stuff. Uh, but uh, I can't do anything else. I've got to stop. I can't do anymore. Uh, I, I plan on doing more streams, and now that I've got the uh, super cart for the Atari, I plan on doing a lot of Atari stuff. I was just telling Boat, I sat down the other night and played a full game of Archon uh, on the Atari just for kicks. I should have recorded it because it was fun. Good game. And uh, there are so many great Atari 8-bit games that didn't make the port over to the other computers that we cover. And so I would, could we do a show like that? I mean, yeah, I guess we could, but I wouldn't hold your breath. We're we're having enough trouble just getting out what we got. We're operating at max capacity. Yeah, yeah. As it were. And both, but both, we both love the Atari. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Lobsterminator asks, are there any games from the olden days that you found really interesting and wanted to play, but never got into due to a high learning curve or other obstacle? You go ahead and answer that one first, I think. A lot. There's a lot of games from back in the day that, that I would like to get into, but at this point in my life, I just feel like I can't. For a long time, uh, I would put Elite in that yeah. list. Uh, you yeah. know, ever since the very early episodes of Amigos, you'd be like, we're going to do Elite one of these days, and it was just terrifying. Yeah, you ixnade that in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, luckily, because of YouTube, uh, especially I want to give a shout out to Jim Plays Games. Uh, he has a series of Elite 2 videos that I, I seriously, I watched them all while I was walking on the treadmill and I got up to speed. But that's really the only way that a lot of these older games, 
um, I can get into is I, I need to watch a really good YouTube tutorial before I feel like I can jump in because my days of pouring through you know a 500 page manual are just over. Yeah, um, <clears throat> there was a game called Space Rogue, I believe was the name of it, and which was a game of, it was sort of an elite like game. And I would also put Elite Two on this list as well of games that were that I was going to get into. It's I played more Elite Two now than I did then Elite Frontiers, uh, just because it was so daunting. You know, any there's a lot of games that look like they'd be a lot of fun, but it's hard to get into because they're complicated. You know, um, like I always, everyone loves Sim City, and I always wanted to get into that, or even Skylines is another good example. But I mean, it's just it's such a daunting task. I know it'd, it'd be a large investment of my time yeah. and attention that I just can't give, and that's really, you know, I've always been at heart like a twitchy arcadey type guy, and so really any. Another thing, just like uh, like remember that uh, Indiana Jones game we played on the Amiga, like Fate of Atlantis, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. This looks so great, but I mean, I just, those games I get frustrated and get they uh, and I don't necessarily understand the mechanics of them, and, and I just and, give up. In these days, the internet is such a powerful temptation. Whenever you get frustrated or stuck, especially in a game like Indy, it's just so easy to do a quick Google search, and then once you found one solution. It, you, yeah. you just want to be like, all right, I'm just going to watch the play. Yeah. Through. I mean, I remember so. watching Brent play uh, Dallas Quest on the Coco, and you had no help. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we would sit there and just – I remember leaving that thing on for weeks. And we'd come back week after week trying to figure out puzzles. And when you got past something, you were like, oh, my gosh, we did it. It took us weeks, but we did it. You know, it's hard to believe that you ever do that to a game anymore. Right, right. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Night and Staff asks – He's a punk. Why hasn't the ARG wheel been updated with tiny screens yet? Two major reasons, if I could tackle this one both. One, um, that would be cost ineffective because this would we determined it would be a $200 plus investment. Two, that's a stupid idea, and it, the guy that came up with it's a moron. <laughs> Anything to add? Well, I can tell you this. As someone who used to make the little tiny pie pieces for the ARG wheel... I know why Brent goes the way he goes now with just the generic text. Because I used to spend hours painstakingly reconstructing the logos, making them just the right size, finding a contrasting color to really make them pop. That's not the way to do it. You throw some crap on there, you give it a spin, and that's it. No, no, no. They're they're fine. They look great. Screens on the wheel. Slow Norris asks, are you, uh, this is for me. Are you going to vamp your 1,000? No. Never. Ever. Ever. The 1,000 is and shall remain a stock machine. Uh, The 600 that we have, our house 600, given to us by Gary Hucker, fixed by Jason Warrens, um, will be the the machine that, should I choose to mod out in various and sundry ways, I shall mod out. The 1,000 shall remain as virginal as the new fallen snow, as it were. Um, and I look forward to working with our good buddy Tim at Amiga Retrocast to creating a, a list of games that can run on an Amiga original Amiga 1000. And also, uh, at some point in the future, purchasing one of those Wi-Fi modems so I can do some BBSing. I did a lot of BBS on the old 1000 yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. And, and I agree, the 600 is a... Uh... I think it's a much better candidate for that sort of upgrade anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Brutal Barracuda asks, I have a question. Favorite board games and why? 
Oh God, favorite board games. You There's play so a couple many. board games in your day up on the mountain. I have to. I can narrow it down, and I have to narrow it down further. Okay. <clears throat> um, there are the obvious ones like Ticket to Ride and uh, Settlers of Catan, and I've played those so many times. Uh, Power Grid is another one I really like, as you know. Uh, uh, Puerto Rico is a, is a game I really enjoy. Um, we've been playing some uh, Arkham. Uh, we played an or- Arkham horror game at Chad's or at Matt's a couple weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. I really like that. And we uh, Shadows over Camelot is another one I thought was fun. It's a co-op. Uh, what's the one with the disease is breaking out all over the Pandemic. world? Pandemic. That's fun. Robo Rally uh, is good. So I don't know if I could pick a favorite out of those. I'd probably got, say Power you, Grid. Yeah, Power Grid's your favorite. Power Grid's because I, I and I had success, some success with it. And I, for some reason, my mind works pretty well on that one. And I'm sure I'm missing a ton. There were a lot of really good games that we played over the years. I haven't played that many board games here recently. Uh, but, recently, uh, it's been like 16 years. Yeah, since well, you were I mean, what can you, what can you do? It's a, hey, kid, that's what happens yeah. when you got to take care of kid. What about you? I know you've got some. You're not a huge board game fan, really. To be honest, really. um, you know, I played uh, before we started the show. I used to play every single week. Yeah, and that's what happens when you have a podcast. Um, I uh, Castles of Burgundy. Okay, it's a great game. Um, I really like Power Grid, but I actually uh, like. Factory Manager more than Power Grid. Factory Manager, I don't like. Factory Manager is pretty good. I didn't get to play that one as much. Yeah. Um, my favorite uh, board game is a card game called Race for the Galaxy. Yeah, I played that. That I've played that, and I play it online. Um, I play that. I go through phases where I play that constantly for months at a time. Is I that, like, but that's not. Is that a board game? I think any any sort of like Euro inspired. You, you can have cards. It can have a board. So I can mean, I say? I'll just say Illuminati is my sure, favorite card game. Yeah. It's my favorite board game. Yeah, I love it. Definitely so much. counts. It definitely. But counts. it's not a board game. There's no board. But yeah, I'll put that in there. Um, I love that game. But here's the thing. This is. I like games where it's it's not directly competitive. It's like if you you're like you're in your own world. You're developing a strategy, and maybe your strategy is going to end up being the winning strategy, and maybe it won't. I don't like games where you directly affect the other player. I don't feel like I have to screw somebody over. So not a fan of Illuminati is what you're saying. Where well, that game is built to kill. Yeah, it's a different sort of game. It's a fun party game. Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> well, yeah, the way you play it, it's, it's not cutthroat. Fun. Doom. Yeah, people, people are getting in fistfights when you I, play when I went to Marshall. We used to. That's the first place I ever played Illuminati. We'd get there with all the Marshallites, and I was there with my buddy Mark. And the first thing they would do every week is everyone at the table would get rid of Mark. And I've literally seen Mark pay people actual money to let him stay in the game. Wow! And he also buy them pops and stuff. Was this was this part of the reason why your collegiate career was not as long as it might have been? Well, no, this unaffected because I realized I didn't hang out with these guys that much. Okay, but yeah, that was I remember that distinctly. So yeah, um, cutthroat game. But anyway. My favorite board games, Castles of Mad King Ludwig is also like this, where you're in your own world, you're building your own thing, and maybe you win, but it, even if you lose, you're still like, man, I was working on something, it was cool. I don't like games where you don't get to affect the other guy. So, yeah, we're different in that way. Yeah. All right. He's a puss. Let's see. Moving on down. Uh, what would your... Uh, Chris asks, what would your final meal be? Three courses. Well, I can tell you right now, two of my courses will be dessert. Okay. 
I'll tell you, I, I ate at a place today called uh, Rap- Italian Grill Express Rapid Fire Pizza. Okay. Where is this? Louisa? It's in Ashland. Ashland. And it's a place that they make your pizza to order right there in front of you. Oh, and table it's, side. It's tremendous. And, well, they don't make, you go past the bar, but they make it as, it's sort of like a subway of pizza. A subway of pizza. And I had a pizza today. It was like an all-meat pizza with some pineapple on it. That pizza might be the thing I take with me to the grade. That was really? so tasty. Wow. There's cinnamon in there. There's huh. all kinds. It's great. I have to check it out. What's the name of it? It's called Rapid Fire Pizza okay. in Ashland. And then, we go through Ashland. Uh, here's what I, my dessert would comprise of. You know, there's two things that I've eaten before, and I haven't had them since I was a kid. And so in my mind, they're like the sweet ambrosia of love. Mm-hmm. One of these is this thing called Mississippi Mud which I've had people attempt to make it, but it's never been as good as that when I was a kid. The other thing we used to get at the dunk at the uh, uh, donut place in Charleston. Where Jolly we're Pirate? No, no. This is way before that. This was a, uh, I don't know if it was a Dunkin' Donuts. Or I, don't remember, I don't remember what the name of the place, but they made these things called Fudge. Oh, Mr. Donut. Mr. Mr. Donut. donut. They made great eclairs and, and, and lady fingers. Mm-hmm. But the thing they made that I've never had anywhere before or since were called fudgies. Okay. They were half fudge, half brownie. No one knows how to make these things. Wow. They were moist, delicious. I mean, they were the most decadent, joyous yeah. celebration of, of love. I would have those as my double main event right there. One bit, I mean, I'd have to be more than one, maybe six of each. And then I would go happy. That's what I'd want. What about you? Okay. Well, for oh, and, me- and diet citrus drop extreme to drink. Okay. Yeah. For me, this is a meal that I've eaten tons of times, but I, I, I'd still want it to be my, my final meal. Yeah. Okay, opening course, it's a big plate of potato skins. Okay. Okay. Um, then for my meal, and this is, this is uh, I want to have a uh, fried buffalo chicken sandwich. All right. Okay. Fried, eh? Yeah, with some, with some fries. Is that hot? On the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spicy. Then for, for my dessert, huge milkshake. As big as they can That's make good. It. You know, yeah. if I if I could combine the fudgy and the uh, tell me about Mississippi mud because I'm not aware of it's that. It's this chocolate marshmallow thing. It's hard to explain. I don't like marshmallows. I get it. Well, I mean, it's good. If I could have that, if I could combine that in like one dessert, I would probably get me some of those one of those blooming onions for the the appetizer. That's a good eating. Yeah, good. yeah, that's yeah. good eating. Yeah. Okay, moving on down the line. Um, reflection asks. What role-playing games have you played, well, apart from D&D, and which did you, if, if any, which did you enjoy most? Oh, my God. We could have, that could be 10 shows. <laughs> I've played almost everything from my era, all right? What is your era? Uh, the I would say my role-playing era is the 80s and 90s, although we still do play occasionally. By the way, Hose wants to get some D&D going. Okay. Um Non D and D stuff. Well, it's easy to narrow down. My favorite game, which is Champions, uh, the Hero System. Uh, uh, I love it. I love superhero stuff. And we used to have. I've had some epic, multi-year campaigns under uh, playing that. Uh, I have grown very fond of a fairly obscure game called Chill, which we actually played one time live. Contra the yeah. War, yeah. And we had a lot of fun playing that. Uh, you were the big hero in that. It was great. Um, so I have grown very fond of Cthulhu and its various uh, incarnations. I've always loved H.P. Lovecraft stuff, so it was a natural uh, pick. Uh, we played long uh, Shadowrun campaigns, which is a very unique game. Uh, we played that. We've, we've played multi-year long campaigns of Vampire, The Masquerade. This was your only LARPing experience. That was my only LARPing experience, but we played, and Vampire was woven in with Werewolf and 
Uh, oh, I all didn't, that so other two different systems. Well, it's the same system, but they're different. Uh, they're different, basically uh, character sets, and there's vampire and ghost and werewolf. You can be and a ghost. Other, yeah, there's. I can't remember all of them, but there's. There are different rule books, but they all kind of intertwine in the same system. In the same sort of dice rolls and stuff? That's right. Okay. That's right. Same sort of rules. But, but mostly we concentrate on Vampire. So I played both those. Um, I've played all the variant D&D stuff, Pathfinder and, uh, you know, all that all that crap. You know, uh, all the different, you know, expert set, basic set, advanced, all that stuff. What about you, Boat? You haven't played as nearly as much role-playing stuff as I have. I didn't get into role-playing until I, I met you, really. Um, See, look, I'm just I'm taking you places you never thought you'd go. I know. In the levels of geek. And here's the thing. I love it. I love role-playing. And what I've come to realize is that I don't care about the system. That uh, I'll, do, I'll do whatever it is, you know. You've but it's, done well. It, it's all about having somebody that can tell a good story. And it's all about being with your buddies that go along for the ride. You know what I like? I'll tell you. When we first started role-playing with Brent, and it was your very first stuff, mm-hmm. you didn't really take it that seriously. It was kind of you were goofing around, acting crazy. And your character was very similar to that, just this crazy acting maniac. The captain. And then, but I've noticed that you've gotten into it a lot more in a serious way, really in chill. I thought you played a really good, solid game. And, uh, and the Cthulhu stuff. And I, this happens a lot when people first start. It's kind of a LARP, and then they kind of get into it, and they see the fun in it. So it made me very happy to see that you get into it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Well, you know, once the podcast really takes off and we can quit our normal jobs, then we'll do a whole series where we role play every week, and we'll have an ongoing campaign. I would role play. Uh, I would do a live game every week, and mm-hmm. it would be it'd be awesome. And I've got material, and so I was looking over my bookcase today. Just. I've got oodles. You've got and oodles one of the stuff. most epic bookcases of role playing I've ever seen in my it's life. It's collected over literally my whole life, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's a it's expansive. Um, now, what worlds do I enjoy? What worlds do I like to inhabit? Um, I like your classic D and D sort of sword and shield and magic, yeah. but I also like the twenties, the twenties kind of setting of Cthulhu too. And yeah. I love Lovecraft. It's you know, great. You know, I we, you know along the lines of Champions, like I said, Champions is a superhero game, but it's based on a rule set called the Hero Rules. Mm-hmm. Very flexible rule set. Right. Um, I made up a game called Minutemen, and it was a time travel game. And we all really got into it for a couple years. And the premise of it, well, the reason I did it was I would get bored with the genre. And so this way you could literally, one week you could be uh, in space, and one week you could be Back in you know uh, Chicago's 1820s or whatever, one week or so, and it was all, it ended up being a lot of fun. And then what we did was we would also pass the duties of making games for mm-hmm. it, and we would use the same characters for all different games. We had a lot of fun. And one of the things I remember was Brent's character. Brent played this guy that was Amish, and so part of the problem was when we move, yeah, you know, when you had to change costumes and stuff, you could never get him to change costumes or, cha- or shave his beard. So everywhere we went, it was the constant. It was like we were all in space gear, except for this Amish guy. There are, we would be like underwater sailors. Where there's this Amish guy with us, and it was sort of funny. And and my other buddy, it was Mike, played Stephen Hawking, wow. the actual guy. And so you would go in time periods. They'd be like, "Hey, aren't you Stephen Hawking?" He'd be like, "No," <laughs> you know, but it was clearly him. It was the funnest, wackiest game. So maybe one of these things break that one. Oh out. yeah, that'd be great. Graham Bebke, nope. Duncan Siles asks, has a game ever offended you? Oh, yeah. Nightbreed. <laughs> that game sucked. <laughs> Top Banana. That comes to mind. 
Um, <clears throat> let me think. Let me, why don't you throw in there what I think of some other stuff that really made me angry. Games offend me all the time. Yeah, Bo gets offended real easy for no good reason. So no, I can imagine. You know, I got no problem with a little bit of violence in the game. Yeah, you do. You hate violence. Well, no, like like cartoonish violence, like pro wrestling. I'm okay with that. I don't like games that really glorify extreme violence. Um, I'm talking about like um, God of War. Okay, like in God of War, there's a game where it's like you reach into this guy's head, you pull out his eyeball, you yeah. cut it off, and then you like eat it. So you're sort of like or like a Mortal Kombat. You don't yeah. like that stuff. Stuff like that. What about Splatterhouse? No, 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 nothing like that. The games like that offend me, and I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong to be offended, but that's. That's I don't like that sort of violence. Did you you know we didn't mention this on the Amigos this week, but one of the weird things that they had in uh, this week's game was Apidia was weird beheadings and stuff. Did you notice that where you would smash fish and stuff and rip their yeah, heads off? Yeah, or like the snail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was just splattered. That was bizarre. It was. It was weird. It was like the, it's like it's like it's like listen, it's it's the early nineties. We've got to do this. It's extreme. Yeah, it's tude. I'm with you. I don't like games. You know what offends me are games that are uh, that are uh, make you pay for extra crap. I know, which I know. Oh boy, look how behind the times you are. I don't care. That pisses me off. I get like this. For example, we got this wrestling game. I've got all these wrestlers. Well, they've got tons of wrestlers, and they're listed for you to play. Mm-hmm. And then you click on them. It's like, oh, you've got to go and get some wrestle bucks or whatever to buy these yeah. guys. It's like, well, why is he in the lineup if we can't play him? Right. You know, that's. It's one thing if they want you to go to the store and buy stuff. That's great. But don't stick it out don't there. Don't list it in there. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, not uh, not gaming, but another thing that does that is, is Amazon Prime does that too with the video. Well, why is the video listed for me to watch mm-hmm. if I have to pay for it? Yeah. I'm paying for Prime. What are you doing? So right. that I hate. All right. How's that? That's a good answer. Curtis Curtis Boyle, no, Pixels of Dawn asks. How are you doing? Well, I'm tr- I'm doing this on the fly. I've got to wake up your phone each time. <laughs> so if you're listening to this after the fact, which most of you are, our internet has gone down. Hillbilly ISP. So we're doing this old school off the phone. Yeah, streaming from my phone. Brent's calling us on his phone, and we've got it held up to our ear. That's what's, <laughs> that's next. Uh, Pixels of Dawn asks, what genre of games would you like to see the modern Amiga devs tackle? Genre of games. Oh boy, you know, I'd like to see a modern fighting game. That's what I'd like to see. I mean, no one does. I don't mean like a beat 'em up. I know they're tackling that, like which Street is Fighter great. Too. I mean a fighting game, a good one. That's what I'd like to see. Uh, something unusual. Um, here's here's my opinion on this whole thing. Yeah. I don't care what genre it is. Yeah. I want you to make a good game. But if, okay, because here's what I'm saying: we've taken a look at a ton of games, you know, uh, and, and not 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 a few, uh, you know, new games. I, we haven't done too many on the show, but we've played quite a few. And there are so many, thanks to the abundance of sort of like make your own game style engines. There's new games that come out all the time. Most of them are crap. They're no good, okay? I want to see quality examples of games in every genre. And we're seeing that. Like, puzzle game, worthy. Fantastic game, okay? Beat em up. That Mean Streets game yeah. that's coming out. It's OCS-ESCS. It looks, looks amazing. It looks good, yeah. It looks amazing. A classic, like, top-down shooter, Bridge Strike. That looks good. I haven't played that yet. Looks yeah. great. So, I don't care what you do, but whatever you do do... 
make it good. Don't just do something just because you can and then put it out. Like that's lame. I, I don't I don't care if it's a passion project or whatever. Like if you're going to release it and the indie retro news is going to report on it. I don't want to see like your side scrolling game that you have to have like an 080 with like 18 megs of RAM to run on. And it looks like something that is like a like DOS, like not good game. Eloquently put, put, but that's how we make the big bucks. I don't mind, I don't mind high end games coming out because that gives people motivation to get, they've got that hardware. There's nothing to do with it. But that much said, I agree with what you said. But most of it, I don't. I don't have any problems. Somebody wants to release their game and it's built on the, you know, I don't know, Amos or whatever. That's fine. It doesn't bother Amos me. Amos is huge. Well, this my is... point is, I know, but I don't remember the other ones. My point is, uh, release what you want, give it a shot. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Someone's putting some effort into it. I mean, they're doing better than I could, so I don't have any problem with it. But I can understand what you're saying. You want to, you, if you had your druthers. Yeah, I'm talking about Perfect World. Yeah, now, now, that much said, you didn't answer the question. What genre would you like to see among... If uh, Granted, yeah, Epiphany, you want a good game, but what in what genre? You know what I'd like to see? Because I've already mentioned, like, I'd like to see, like, a a sort of outrun-style racer, like an upgraded Lotus 2. Yeah. So I'm not going to use that one again. I'd like to see a quality Punch-Out clone. Oh, Indiana. man. Because even the Coco's got one. Right, yeah. right. And the Atari. Mm-hmm. Me and Brib played that uh, Angry Video Game Nerd Punch. It's, it's game. really good. It's a good yeah. game. I picked that. Good, good answers. Good answers. All right. Are we tapped out or you got some more? That we're, we're about uh, one-eighth of the way down. Okay, great. Okay. L. Curtis Boyle. I'd hope. I know you all play through all the games that you review on each show, and sometimes you have follow-up of live streams recording during gameplay, but on the actual shows themselves, you used footage from other YouTubers. Is yep. there a particular reason for that? Yeah, that's an easy question to answer. Uh, often, I don't actually record me playing these games until after the show, or I have recorded it but haven't released it. That's a good example is the Coco share from last week. I've had a couple of those things in the can for a long time. Uh, another thing, that until recently, we had no good way to record footage from some of these uh, items, and so we would, we would have to uh, grab something. I, it's funny, on ARG, we don't use a ton of footage. I mean, just a, a few minutes here or there. Of course, you can still get in trouble, <laughs> as I proved in our movie footage thing. Uh, but uh, w- uh, for me, I said, you do all the production on everything but ARG. So why do you, you're, I guess that's more aimed toward you than it is to me. Why, why do you do it the way you do it? Yeah, well, it's a good question, and this is the answer. Um, I set up everything for the next week's show the same night that we record this show. Yeah. Um, part of being a, being able to do this for five years without missing a week yeah. is developing a sense of balance in your life where you're not working on the show all the time. Yeah. And so this is the time that I've set out to block out where I'm working on the show. That's number one reason. Yeah. Number two reason is uh, I'm not any good at video games. Like, we usually talk about the games we talk about on Amigos for like 20 minutes sometimes, okay? Nobody wants to see me dying on World 1 for 20 minutes I will say in a you, row. Now, hold on a second. You've streamed many a game where you died horribly, and it was great and great entertaining. Which is, yeah, because I'm talking to the chat, right. you know, we're having a good old time. But if we're talking about this game on the show, I want to show off all this game has to offer. Yeah. 
Number three is there are tons of people that are awesome at video games and I want to give them some of the limelight. I want to give them some of the credit for being awesome at these things. So things like RZX Archive for R. Sinclair, things like World of Long Plays and AI Retro Gaming. Lair, large Layer. Yeah, Large Layer. High Retro Game Lord. Yeah. All that stuff. Those guys are all the, awesome. Uh, the guys over at uh, Retro Asylum have that open uh, video game recording project, which I think is great. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a, a real good idea. Yeah. There's a lot of good people doing that kind of stuff. But I mean, uh, I know I could, we have different needs uh, when it comes to production on these shows. And one of the problems I run into with ARG uh, quite often is lack of footage at all. Mm -hmm. And so I will say here, more, especially on the real obscure stuff, I often have to do my own videos because there are none. Uh, so, but I mean, whenever I can find one, it's great. It's a time saver. But yeah, uh, a lot of it, like you said, it's just, it's, we're moving so quick. It's, it's hard to set up, record uh, enough footage to, to uh, make it worth your time. So right. yeah, I agree. Right. That's exactly the same reason. Okay. Sorry, things move down on me here. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nifta says, uh, I want to hear the Devil Bunny's bourbon recommendations. Well, you know, we are here, or I work in Kentucky quite a bit, home of the sweet brown Frosted Brown, lovely, beautiful bourbon. You can't go wrong with a, I, I like, it's a moderately priced, well-known, established name. And I, it's generic for us, but it's not everyone in the world knows it. Which Kentucky is, gentleman. You know, Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark is a tremendous uh, bourbon. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not super expensive, and uh, you can get it. Now, it's funny. When I was out in Las Vegas, they'd never heard of Maker's Mark at really? the time. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was appalled. That was also 40 years ago. It wasn't 40. It was 2000, so however, 20 years ago. God. Um, uh, uh, so I think that's a good choice. Um, now, if you want to go up the scale a smidge, there's always Knob Creek, which is excellent. So I would say those are the two that I go to the most. Now, uh, I'm cheap, so there's always Kentucky Tavern. Kentucky gentleman, mm -hmm. Kentucky anything, bourbon, <laughs> bourbon it comes in a plastic bottle, bourbon deluxe. And if you're just want to, if you're getting cute and you're like, I don't care if it's bourbon, whiskey, whatever, uh, you can't go wrong with. Uh, I, I'm not the biggest Jim Beam fan, but I do like Jack Daniels, so I like that. Is there a Boone's Farm bourbon? There's not a Boone's Farm bourbon. Uh, listen, Seagram Seven. Let me tell you something. You're you got you got six bucks in your pocket and you're lonely and it's a Saturday night. You're seven and seven. And you're, you listen, you got ten minutes before the local Rite Aid closes. <laughs> that's when you that's when you go down the mountain, you spend six bucks on bourbon and a buck on cheap cigars, and you're set for the weekend, brother. Yeah, man. Because you know, you've, you've already got big go. K Cola sitting there waiting. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Um Chicote writes, given all that you've experienced in video gaming since the Amiga's release, if you had the opportunity to put all you've learned to use in making an Amiga game, what kind of may game would you make? What would so we this make? Is, this is different. What kind of game would you make? Okay. Um, here's what I... Now, uh, boy, I'm going to be generic here, but I'll tell you. Uh, I would make uh, an awesome racing game. All right? Like, in, in the spirit of, uh, you know... I was talking to Rollro Roll 
in Discord. Uh, I think it was him. Oh, I, I, maybe it was. Anyway, we were talking about Enduro Racer on the old Atari. Sorry. Remember that game? Bam, You've got it up, up there. there on the wall. That was a great game, and the concepts of it were fun. I don't like it when they get too far into that genre, like a dirt. I don't want that. No, I want an outrunny type game, but with some of the elements of Enduro in mm-hmm. it. And so another game I used to like was Turbo. Remember Turbo? Oh yeah, like Visuals in the arcade. I would like something that had a view somewhere between Turbo and and Lotus, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. a little further out. Right. And where you can get a picture of the landscape. I almost bought a turbo machine at the arcade auction. Oh man, you should have. They're so it was, cool. It was man because they've got gauges and stuff on it. Yeah, but they're yeah, cool. Yeah. But uh, I would like to see something like that. That would uh, that would have all terrain, right? Mostly road, but mm-hmm. also you know. And I don't mean the logs and loaders where you just gotta hop over. Yeah, I mean something yeah. real cool. And it have you'd have to have a driving soundtrack. And I think I'd even want to be able to have the ability to use the mouse to control it along with the joystick. I would like to have uh, the ability to even have multiplayer with it. Oh, yeah. You know, sort of like Lotus does. Uh, but I would like to have some kind of game like that. So I think I would go with a racing game. And, I, and we've learned a lot of lessons about racing games on the Amiga. And I want something that would be uh, quick, light, and fun. Maybe just like a gear shift, sort of like uh, pole position, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I mean, I know a lot of people like to have a stick shift, but I don't. You know, so what do you think? What would you put in on um, top that? That that's very good. I'd call it Aaron Duro. That's very good. Um, you know, I've already revealed some of <laughs> what what I would do yeah. uh, in terms of uh, you know, I'd love to have a, a new Lotus. I'd love to have a Punch Out. Here's what I would do. I love that. They say boat. We've got all these resources. <laughs> we can do whatever you want. Okay, this is what I'd do. I would take Settlers. Okay, Settlers beloved. By so many, yeah, confusing by me, right? Okay, I would take that game and I would update it to make it not confusing to your average dumb guy, yeah, which is also me, okay? Yeah, I would put in tooltips, I would put in less confusing instructions, I would put in options to increase the speed beyond the glacial level, yeah, okay, yeah. And I would make that game accessible to your average player and not your sort of insular Euro, I don't want to play SimCity, I want to play something that was made here. You know, along those lines, you could also do the same gimmick with that Camelot game we played. Remember that Knights game where it was like a free reign? The oh, one you could Adventures win. of Robin Hood? The one you could win in like two seconds, mm-hmm. that one, that would be cool. Yeah. To do. I just thought of something that would be great for your punch-out game. We will give 20 Amigo dollars, whoever can make this game, it's punch out, but you're fighting the various horrible mascots on the Amiga. Oh. You've got Jim Powers. You got you got, <laughs> you got Jim Powers Super Frog in there. You've got the caveman teenager in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be that's the game right yeah. there. Yeah. Make that happen. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. We have several people that have answered this question themselves. Okay, Ultra Mangus. We've got people that are writing in as we speak. <laughs> okay. We're here all week. We're here all week. Ultra Mangus says, What's the story behind the boat moniker? Yeah. Okay. This one, have, you, you've mentioned this a few times. Yeah. Okay. So the original story behind this name is that I had a name that's. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> That's in the story. I had a name. It's gone now. <laughs> um, 
I had a name. My original online name was uh, SCV Fan. That was a Santa Clara Vanguard is the drum and mule for. It was sort of not great. Okay. No one knows what that is or right. Yeah. Okay, so then me and Chad had this joke. I had this marionette. Hat Chad. Yeah, hat uh -huh. Chad, not the Chud. I had this this marionette and used to come to band camp with us. It would do everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was uh, called it was yeah. called El Hajij, King of the Forest. And yeah. it was named after the magic card, El Hajaj. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of geek cred going on right. here. Yeah. But in the early two thousands, having something that sounded even vaguely Islamic and on the internet forums was bringing me lots of people that were just like, they were calling me all kinds of derogatory names. And they thought that I was, this is just, it was, it was horrible. And I didn't want to have anything to do with it. So, uh, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. People would send me like not cool things all the time yeah. just because of that. Yeah. I understand. And so, anyway, I was like, okay, I've got to have a new name. So, uh, I was real into They Might Be Giants at the time. And I was just scanning through their song titles, and I was like, Boat of Car. That sounds cool. It's like a boat, but it's a car. And uh, the song itself is about Ted Kennedy and the Chippequita, the how he not so funny. Girl. Yeah, yeah, not oh, that well, funny, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <clears throat> um, so maybe don't go that far into it, but just know that it's a They Might Be Giant song. And uh, it's and the reason why you call me Boat is... Um, I can't remember his real name. I can't now, but for a long time. Yeah. I, could. I mean, for literally time, for like seasons of this show. Right. And for a long time, Aaron only knew me through <laughs> online. Yeah. Or my brother. Yeah. 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 And so um, so that is the story. Of you know, I will brother. say you were talking about being hassled online. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've, been, I've had my nickname, the Devil Bunny, for decades. Right. And one thing that's been a constant pain in my butt is everyone thinks I'm a woman. So I would perpetually get hit on nonstop by people online in mm. forums and stuff. The funny thing is... I was, How many of those were the chud? Huh? Well, four. <laughs> but the funny thing is people would also just... Like if I was playing a game, even if I was playing something like uh, uh, Space Dynasty or even EverQuest, mm -hmm. if I had that name on there, they would give me stuff all the time. So oh, I didn't yeah, correct them. It's, just, it's you know? the same way as it is That's now. That's right. Yeah. And hey, maybe I got a few free dinners out of it. Maybe right. a, maybe a few guys served me a good time. Never you know? hurts. There's nothing wrong Never hurts. Sometimes you need to eat. Okay. And Kate Fox asks, do you have any students that are in, this is a question for me, do you have any students that are into watching the Amigos Retro Gaming Show? So my students are always, okay, for many years, none of my students knew about the show, or if they did, I never heard about it. Yeah, I, it never even came up once, right. for the longest time. However, in the, within the past couple years, uh, they have discovered the show. Some of my students have discovered the show. And it is the same thing that happens every single time. It's like, you have a podcast? That's awesome. What's your podcast about? Oh, I talk about old video. Old video games? That's awesome. I love the Nintendo. And then there, I was like, well, this is about the Amiga. Oh. Oh. And then that's the end. <laughs> if you were in Europe, they'd be like, oh, the Amiga. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. over here, they're like, the what? And then they're like, you should play more Fortnite, Mr. Schaller. And I was like, yeah. And that's I when should. you punch that kid <laughs> and you get fired from teaching right there. So you should learn when to shut up, kid. That's right. That's right. So my students, do you know about the show? Uh, to, a, to a one, they are not interested. Good. That's probably for the best. It is for the best. Okay. And finally, Ricky DeRocher asks, after being visited by the ghosts of Cromador past, present, and future, does Boat repent of his eagle, evil Scrooge-like ways of hating the Commodore 64? I didn't know you hated the 64. Okay, you? this is what happens all the time. 
I profess, you know, some, one minuscule sort of, uh, you know, less than uh, stellar comment about the system. And all of a sudden, I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. It's not true. I don't hate the Commodore 64. I love the you own Commodore one. 64. I own several. I own two. I have a PAL C64 and a regular NTSC N64 or C64. I also own the SD card gimmick, which was not cheap. Um, it was pretty cheap. It was. It was it, I mean, compared to Amiga crap, yeah. Yeah, but, um, everything's cheap compared to that. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, the thing about the C64, and I've, this is it goes with the Atari, too, and this is one of the main things that really made me want an NES because I'm a very visual person. Neither the C64 or the Atari does a really good red. They don't do very good red. I mean, I just watched us. I just watched us do Caverns of Mars. That is not a good red. That is a that looks that pretty is a good fuchsia. to me. Um, it looks fine. No, listen. Um, just adjust your TV to make it red. And the the Commodore sixty four palette, like if oh, you here look, we go. If you look at that, if you look at that palette, and you contrast it with the pop of the pastels of the ZX Spectrum, it's got nothing. It's like sort of this oozy. Sort of like earthy. I don't know, earthy. It's 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 like in a post-apocalyptic future, a pink goo dripping out of a polystyrene valve. You know, let's face facts. That guy's right. Who was that? Derosha. He doesn't like the C sixty four. It's you're right. I remember this conversation from a couple weeks ago where you badmouthed it. What? And that and much like AGA, you badmouth no, the media sometimes. You get on these. You're a tirade individual who goes off. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. No. People know your true feelings. He doesn't like the Commodore 64. He's got one over there. He's got the SD card thing. But have you played anything on it yet? Have you ever hooked it up once? Listen. <laughs> Tomorrow night on, uh, well, or whatever this is. If you go back in time and watch the Taze Classic Computer Club meeting, the last one for January 2020, there will be much Commodore 64 played. There will be much... Uh, colorful, beautiful pastels and reds will be flowing like wine on this thing. And I'm going to get a nice, colorful game up. I'm going to grab your head, like, you know, like a Rambo got in the turnbuckle. I'm going to put your head right up in the monitor and go, what color is that boat? What colors? I'm going to make everyone make you get off this kick that you think everything on the C64 is brown. It's not. Just because the console or the computer is brown doesn't mean everything on it's brown, boat. All right, the Atari's well, brown too. I said this the same thing with the Does Atari. Does the Atari have an earthy palette? And yes, it's the same palette as the C64. And doesn't prevent me from hating the system. No. It doesn't prevent me. He hates everything, guys. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>